0: Welcome to Software Security Chet Chat, episode 103 for February the 24th, 2013. I'm Chester Wisniewski, and my guest this week is Paul Ducklin. Again, welcome back, Paul.
1: Hello, Chester. By the way, last week I had a conversation, or an e-conversation, with a listener who said they really loved the chat Chat, and Flattery will get you everywhere, but they really wished that we wouldn't mention the weather. Okay. So... I shan't be able to tell you that it has been here, and the temperature is. uh... It
0: was here, and uh, I went for a nice walk, and it's uh, it almost hit, which is pretty darn good in, in February. We shan't mention the weather. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, So I think the news this week was dominated by Mandiant releasing a report uh, alleging that the Chinese are all up in our stuff. Let me guess, it's not RSA conference coming up, is it? (laughs) Yeah, strangely, the president announced a cybersecurity initiative from the White House and RSAs next week, and I think the New York Times was hacked recently and might be a customer of Mandiant's.
1: Ah, okay. Not trying to be too cynical interesting story a uh, important thing to me to bear in mind is the stuff it doesn't tell you and that's that you know for all the daring do they seem to have uncovered they've been tracking this stuff for years and they came out with 1007 md5 checksums of malware to put that in global perspective sophos labs is processing what 10000 on a good day
0: yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I guess it, it's not that any malware is uh, unimportant or should be ignored, but we shouldn't take our eye off the ball, as what I think you said earlier when we were speaking. And I think that's a exactly kind of thing that these stories are very sexy. They're very dramatic. They're portrayed in, in a very uh, Hollywood kind of way. And as a result, it gets a lot of attention. Meanwhile, most of us actually aren't battling any of these um, and what we are battling, we may be getting distracted by, by the hype. So,
1: Yeah, and it's interesting you say taking your eye off the ball. You know, it's almost as though when you get a story like this, you imagine that that ball is one of those giant wrecking balls that you get on the end of a chain that you swing into building. Just looking out for what you think is the behemoth bearing down on you in threat terms um, might cause you, as you say, to uh, fail to spot stuff coming from any number of other directions.
0: Well, and it certainly seems to have been a problem for Apple, Facebook, Microsoft, and Twitter this week. They all announced that they fell victim to a Java zero day exploit back in late January. And, um,. You know the the story here, I guess, was one it hit max, which always gets a lot of press and interest. And of course, some of the companies admitted that some data was stolen. I believe Facebook and Twitter both said that um, you know there was data stealing malware that was planted that was able to actually access data, not user data, fortunately in the case of Facebook, but uh, certainly in in, uh, Twitter had said that it was actually you know some stolen password hashes and other things. So uh, it wasn't a completely harmless attack, but there, again, you know, why were these machines running Java in the browser when uh, these companies, especially Apple, uh, more than anyone, seem, should be aware of the risks presented by doing that? Um, I mean, th- there's, there's issues here. And, and the other issue, of course, is the, the myth that Mac users don't get malware. And the only stories we've heard about this particular attack are all Mac users getting malware, not Windows users. So,
1: Of course, this could be a kind of self-fulfilling prophecy. So it might be that, you know, if another site had been the one that was successful in this attack, assuming that the crooks were using multiple sites at the same time, then we might be reading the story in a slightly different format. So the fact that it's hit Mac users is a good reminder to
0: Mac users that they are not immune. There are a frighteningly large number of Mac users who still seem to think that even after incidents like this and flashbacks so we'll see uh, we'll see if they uh, i mean hey we've got a free product for them if they want it great and if they don't want it well i guess they can risk having their data lost and uh, since we were talking about twitter uh, twitter users have had a bit of a bad run this week at least some high profile ones Uh, burger king jeep donald trump and jeremy clarkson have all had their twitter accounts compromised and i guess an
1: eclectic mix chester
0: Absolutely. And and the good thing is that they were only used to make jokes and they weren't used to spread around malicious links or things like that. I, I think in the Jeremy Clarkson's case, there was some spam, which you could argue is sort of malicious. Jeremy Clarkson's Twitter account issued spam. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, literally uh, spam. Well, how case. on earth can
1: you tell? <laughs>
0: It's yeah, uh, uh, you know. To be honest, maybe he could use the Raspberry Ketone diet. I'm not really sure, but he seemed to be quite infuriated by the idea that these uh, these crooks had gotten a hold of his Twitter account. Now we don't really know what his password was, but presumably these accounts are getting popped because they don't have good passwords. Um, it's hard to know for sure, but uh, you know why d- don't we have two factor authentication for these kind of high profile things? You know, we've got we have Twitter accounts out there that have well over a million followers some of them tens of millions of followers. So this is a great way for criminals to spread you know, dangerous things out there. Um, and it's kind of a shame that there's no ability to, to implement two-factor.
1: Yes, it's also a pity that there isn't a better way, maybe there is and I just don't know what it is, for, the, for brand corporate brand accounts, that there isn't a better way to divide and conquer the account so a company can actually keep track of who's doing what because it seems with many accounts, hey, you just get all these marketing people. Oh, yes, I'll join in. You share a password with 20 people, which is not the point of a password in the first place. It more than 20-folds your risk. Uh, and then you've got no accountability. Uh, if something does go wrong and it was an insider who'd lost the plot because they got angry with the company or something, it's going to be really hard to tell.
0: Yeah, not to mention it also means that, you know, it increases your likelihood of one of those computers being infected by a key, you know, key logging password stealing Trojan dramatically, right? You're not just, your your attack surface isn't one person, it's the hygiene of everybody involved.
1: I find myself about to say it again, Chester, although I probably say it in every podcast, an injury to one is an injury to all. When you're looking at a Twitter account that is designed to present a global brand to millions of people multiple times a day. You're absolutely right. You, we, we and Twitter probably collectively need to lift our games a bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I want Twitter, there were uh, job postings for them looking for two-factor engineers a few weeks ago. So it sounds like they have something in the, in, the, in motion, but we don't really have any idea what form that might take. But hopefully they can expedite providing that solution to at least these very high-profile accounts.
1: And let's hope, Chester, that the the sorts of departments, the social media departments in organisations like the Jeeps and the Burger Kings of the world, let's hope that if this is offered, that they actually embrace what is going to be a bit of an inconvenience for them. Yeah, you know, you might have 20 people; they're all working on the account. They might each have a separate token, which will be unique to them, which will log what that you know will make it clear that it was them that did the stuff. Uh, it isn't quite as convenient. It means you can't just log into Twitter and stay logged in all day. But with that inconvenience, yeah, I think we'll come, you know, a much better protection of your brand. So let's hope that if Twitter does raise the bar, that their customers are actually willing to rise with it.
0: Yeah. And, and I mean, quashing frauds is an important thing. I mean, Google made some rather interesting claims this week of a 99.7% decrease in the number of fraudulent uh, accesses to gmail accounts
1: yes that made me laugh that number 997 parts in a thousand typically what when i see numbers like that in decrease it means gosh we had a giant problem when we took an axe to it
0: yeah and it sounds like really what they accomplished was stopping the password u- reuse problem from being exploited by bots operated by the spammers so when these large password databases were getting dumped um a lot of users were using the same password for their gmail and these guys were automatically logging in as these users to gmail and then spamming all their gmail buddies from their contact list uh so it's not uh it, it is a kind of a difficult problem and it sounds like what they did is they kind of threw some speed bumps in the road uh in the road in front of the uh, automated tools that are doing this to say Oh, if something looks suspicious, like, you know, if you're logging in from Sudan, but 15 minutes ago you logged in from New York City, we're going to ask you one of your password reset questions or what's called knowledge-based authentication. And we're going to ask you one of those, or we're going to ask you some piece of information in your Google profile, like, you know, your telephone number or the year you were born or something like that. And and none of that's enough to really stop somebody who's convinced they want to commit some kind of identity fraud, perhaps, and may know a lot of information about you but it will stop a robot that only knows your password that was stolen from Rockyou.com.
1: It's also, it just occurred to me, a kind of positive reinforcement mechanism, isn't it? Because going back to that injury to one is an injury to all, there's not a lot that Google can do or Gmail can do if somebody's fraudulently logging into your Gmail account because they ripped off your password from a data leak that was nothing to do with Gmail. So what this is saying also is that hey if you have good password hygiene with not reusing a password in multiple accounts then you're probably never going to see that secondary question because the spammers who are doing this in an automated fashion aren't going to succeed with your account
0: yeah unless you're general petraeus i mean i imagine those kind of situations where you're using gmail as a hidden uh, secret dropbox uh you might get the uh, trigger the warning all the time if you're logging in from different locations with a uh, with a, a secret uh, admirer but um The other big thing that happened this week uh, was some big patches from both Oracle to Java related to some of those zero-day attacks we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, as well as some updates for Adobe's Reader product line, which um, there was a sandbox escape or something you wrote about on Naked Security.
1: Yes, a flash vulnerability that was uh, reported as actually being exploited in the wild. And bless their hearts, Adobe knocked it all on the head in, what, about a week? Uh, really did a great job, in my opinion. And for, you know, a product with the the size and the complexity and the global usage of Flash, I, I don't think that's half bad.
0: No, not at all. And considering the, the number of platforms as well, I think in your story, you mentioned that they had to release fixes for Windows, Mac and Linux. So yeah, they did
1: have lots of different versions and lots of different operating system versions. And they uh, for the record, said they called they have a thing called priority one, which they mean which uh, means exploit is available and being used. Recommended that you patch within 72 hours. That's three days. And the Linux stuff where they know the vulnerability also exists on that platform, but nobody's got an exploit yet that anyone's aware of. Uh, that was a priority two, and that means try not to take more than a month, chaps. So that sort of Adobe re. Echoing what you and I have talked about before, about having a, you know, three months, three weeks, three
0: days. I think that's great advice, Paul. And of course, the Java updates, I think we already understand the criticality of those, considering they were in the wild back in January and in the high profile news story that we talked about. So make sure you get those Java updates out there as well. It
1: was an irony, was it not, Chester, that uh, Apple, who have all but disowned Java in the browser, was one of the companies that was actually hit um, on that iOS developer site.
0: Yeah, I guess it's worth pointing out that, you know, in the latest update, Apple has completely removed the ability to do Java on the web with the Apple version of Java that they distribute. So um, you don't need to worry about disabling it in your browser if you're running the Apple version of Java, because Apple's already permanently done that, and the code's not even there anymore. You cannot run it. So if you need to run Java Web Start applications or web-based Java Java applets, you will need to install the official Oracle version of Java uh, from Oracle's website. I believe you can obtain that at java.com.
1: So if you're an Apple developer working on iOS, you need to get to Oracle right away if you want to carry on using Java in your browser.
0: Right. And the only, you know, about the only thing I've seen lately that uh, really makes me think that people might be loading Java in their web browsers is things like Minecraft, where, you know, it does, it can run in the browser without installing it, or it can run if you download it to your desktop, where you can run it as an actual Java program. So I would recommend, you know, people that look to see if certain web applications you're using that may be Java based. Have an alternative function like that where they can actually be downloaded as a program instead of requiring uh to execute in the browser, and that's probably the safest uh, the safest way forward
1: yes, hallelujah, that's a good way to do it. If there's an alternative, you may not need the java at all um because y- you and I have been roundly criticized by some admins, haven't we, on naked security going, oh, I know how dare you say turn off Java in the browser when you' it's easy for you to say you don't have to look after a giant corporate network and I feel their pain. Because there are web conferencing applications, there are still some people in the financial sector who require it for various banking and trading stuff. So it can be really tricky in that, you know, you've got a few places on the internet and maybe they use content delivery networks, so it's not that easy to say, well, it's always this domain or it's always that server, not just boutique stuff that's using Java. I think it's time, though, to go back to those organizations that are basing their service on forcing you to use Java in the browser, when even Apple are saying, guys, it's insecure, we don't want it. Go back to those vendors, those providers, and ask them what they're going to do about it. You know, maybe they can provide you with a version that does not require Java, and in a world of HTML5, you'd think that's probably not beyond reason.
0: Well, thanks for joining me again this week, Paul. I'm off to the RSA conference this week, so uh, any of you listeners that may be there in San Francisco, please stop by our stand and say hello to the team. Uh, We'll be there for the entire show, working hard, doing some great demos, all that kind of stuff.
1: My regards to the crew, Chester.
0: Thanks, Paul. And as always, that concludes Sophos Security Chet Chat 103. For all the latest podcasts, you can visit podcasts.sophos.com. Of course, the latest news, including all of these podcasts, is also available on Com, And until next time, stay secure.